KIVABQ.FM, rockoftalk.com. I'm joined by uh, former House Speaker Newt Gingrich. You guys are all too familiar with him. And, of course, you see him. He ran for back in 2012. But the thing that I remember him most is, of course, the contract with America. It seems like we're having a new contract with America. Uh, welcome into the Kia, Newt Gingrich, and into Albuquerque, New Mexico. Thanks so much for being here. Listen, I'm, I'm delighted to be there to talk with you. And uh, I do think that Kevin McCarthy's um, commitment to America, which people can see at commitmenttoamerica.com, is in many ways very parallel to what we did uh, and is uh, a remarkable document. If you go to commitmenttoamerica.com, you'll see over 150 specific positive proposals to try to get America back working again. It's nice to have structure since we've been sort of uh, floating on all the way. And we're going to go back a little ways just because we just celebrated uh, 31 years years, actually, since Clarence Thomas has been brought in. We're going to get to the legislative and the races and all that stuff. That's very important. And uh, McCarthy is doing a great job. And I'm glad that you're helping guide all of that. I've seen uh, you plenty of times on uh, Fox News uh, as well. But going back to judicial stuff, and we're now talking about some of that uh, you know, heritage. Here's a man who didn't speak a word on the uh, bench for 10 years, Newt. And uh, here we are talking about affirmative action. Now, uh, this is kind of important. The uh, Supreme Court's really sort of taking over, and that's sort of the, the thing that we control 6-3 from what it looks like. But you, of course, addressed it on your transgender note uh, directly to Joe Biden over the weekend. And that's kind of seen where those two sort of converge and come together. Give me your thoughts on uh, sort of the uh, the heritage and the strength of that that we have right now with the Supreme Court. Well, I, look, I think the one of the things which will make Trump a very consequential president is the Supreme Court that he left us. He appointed three constitutional conservatives or nominated and the Senate confirmed three constitutional conservatives. That meant that for the first time since the early 1930s, you have a conservative conservative court, and it is reverting to actually enforcing the Constitution, doing exactly what former Justice Sirica uh, used to, to call for us to do. And and uh, I think that it's really, really an important thing to remember that uh, we are dealing with a liberal worldview, which wanted to rewrite the Constitution, uh, disrespects the Declaration of Independence, uh, and uh, basically would change America in dramatic ways. We saw what happened with Justice Kavanaugh over the summer, the threats to his life. And now we're seeing the Democrats uh, sort of utilizing this in the one off uh, thing that happened over the past weekend with uh, Paul Pelosi, husband to uh, Nancy Pelosi here and trying to change the two uh, things that we're running on. Really, it's crime and economy. Now, inflation, you just got the three quarter bump uh, just about an hour and a half ago. Uh, earlier today, and that is uh, going to have some consequences. But I know that you're big on these uh, predictions, and we're going to sort of start there. We know that that's the two-prong approach. No no need to really kind of uh, beat that down. But your thoughts for the Senate, which seem to be sort of hit or miss. We've heard 50-50, the plus one, which it currently is. Uh, we've heard as high as 55-45. Governor Scott has uh, put that out there. Where do you see it? Why do you see it? And what are going to be the tough races in uh, your mind? 
Well, I, I think that it's important to recognize that when you have the current crisis in the cost of living, whether it's buying food or buying gasoline or buying heating oil or in the uh, very real problem now that we may be on the edge of running out of diesel fuel, which would be a disaster people haven't even begun to think about because mm -hmm. it, so much of what the country depends on is delivered by trucks who use diesel. Um, and uh, you then have the problem of crime. We have the worst crime we've had in at least, I would say, 40 years or more. Um, and we have a border wide open with cartels and fentanyl and human trafficking. Uh, you have uh, schools that have been teaching radicalism. And one of the side effects of the COVID school closings was people began to learn what was being taught their children and they were just appalled. And all over the country, I hear from people who are so angry at the way the schools have uh, gone from educating to indoctrinating and they've gone from teaching people to think to brainwashing. Uh, and so all of these things are swirling together. Uh, there's a Wall Street Journal report out yesterday that uh, women in the suburbs have moved 27 percent wow. from Democrat to Republican wow. since August. And I think it's the combination of crime and inflation and radicalism in the schools. So uh, I think these things are all moving. The reason I, I give you that as background, because if that's what's happening, it's happening everywhere. Mm -hmm. So that puts New Hampshire in play where General Baldock, I think, probably is going to beat Maggie Hassan. Wow, that's bad. Uh, it, 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 it uh, probably puts uh, Pennsylvania in play where I think Oz is going to beat Fetterman because Fetterman has been the most pro-criminal uh, statewide official in the country. Uh, we literally voted to re release 25 murderers when nobody else on the five-person board would vote with him at all. Uh, you're, you're almost certainly, I think, uh, going to end up uh, winning Arizona where yeah. Mark Kelly has uh, wow. failed to uh, develop. You know, he's failed to fight to, to control the border. Yeah. And that's the biggest issue in Arizona. I think you're going to see um, Adam Laxalter, the former attorney general, yeah. win the Senate seat in Nevada. And son of uh, Pete Domenici uh, here in our state of New Mexico, which who, of course, you knew was one of your colleagues. Oh, yeah. Pete was a great human being. Um, I would say also that uh, there's a real shot that Tiffany Smiley is going to win in Washington state. She's certainly within striking distance. And people are very, very tired of her opponent who's been there over 30 years. Uh, and finally, in Georgia, I think that uh, Herschel Walker is just uh, going to beat Warnock, uh, mm -hmm. the Democratic senator. Uh, and uh, Herschel is, is, is a remarkable competitor and has gone all out and uh, has had a very good run. So I know that's uh, uh, very close to you, too, the Georgia race uh, being uh, from there, not to mention that's where you taught. But uh, will that go to a runoff speaker? It might. I have a hunch it's not going to, but some of my close friends think it is. I just have a hunch in the end that, that uh, Walker's going to win by a bigger, by more than 50 percent. Let's go to he, the he's, he's, a, he's ahead now in the most recent poll, 47-46, but the governor's doing very well, and the governor's now campaigning with him. Uh, and on the other side, Stacey Abrams is collapsing and yeah. behaving more and more idiotically. I mean, it's a, it's astonishing the things that say. She's, she's grown desperate, and as a result, uh, she is saying and doing things that just make no sense at all. Absolutely. She's been doing that uh, for as long as she's been around as well. Uh, we're with Speaker Newt Gingrich. Uh, he is giving us his insights, and we're going to drill down here to New Mexico very quickly because as there's some blue state bleed over that's coming in, turning New York, Michigan, of course, uh, uh, the uh, Oregon as well. But before we get to get uh, to that, let's get to the house. Uh, what is your forecast for that? You can just give us hard numbers and uh, give us a sure. couple of surprises, if you would. Well, somewhere between plus 20 and plus 60. Uh, the, most, <laughs> the, most, the, the most likely number is 44. 44. Okay. I like that. And that uh, sounds real good. That puts us, uh, I'm, I'm pushing it at uh, 227, 208, but I think you're thinking even higher. And we're looking at the president's uh, ratings right now. Uh, this actually just coming out of Gallup this morning. Presidential job approval and seat 
changed in midterm election years. Uh, this could be one of the most formidable ones, given that he is at 40, which is second lowest of all the time. Hasn't been that bad since 2006 with George W. Bush, who uh, went negative 30 on that. Trump went negative 40 in, in uh, 2018. And it looks like Obama, as you know, back in 2010, right before he ran for president, went negative 63. So uh, that's a, a good estimate right there at negative 44. We're going to stick with that. And that looks good. Let's go to those gubernatorial races. Uh, New York's got to be surprising to you. Michigan, no surprise to you. I know you're happy with uh, Tudor Dixon, uh, but hey, look at what Carrie Lake is doing, uh, taking the national helm. Your thoughts overall in a way that that sort of uh, changes the overall composition? Well, so again, I mean, I mean, I've been watching Lee Zeldin, for example, in New York, and when Hochul and, and their and their debate said, you know, why, why why do you want me to talk about locking up prisoners? Why does it matter to you? Uh, well, if you lived in New York and you looked at the amount of violence and carjacking and rapes and murders, uh, you'd know, you know, you'd think, Governor, don't you understand how bad this has gotten? Uh, and I think that there's, there's, to me, it's no accident. In addition, there's one particular school issue which which affects about a million Orthodox Jews, uh, and the left wants to basically force them to accept cultural left-wing ideas in their schools. And Zeldin was the one guy who stood up and fought for them. So I think uh, he has a lot of things going his way right now in New York, in addition to the general wave of anti-Democrat, anti-Biden mood that is building. Um, <clears throat> you know, I, I think you see something similar. I think Ranchetti's now much closer closer than people thought. Uh, he'd be in terms of the governor's race in New Mexico. Yeah. Uh, I think that uh, Carrie Lake is clearly going to win in Arizona. She she may be the most impressive single candidate in the country right now. I agree. Yeah, her, her ability to just, uh, just actually decimate the media in those uh, quick hits that she's uh, mic'd up for that stuff is uh, absolutely viral right now. Thanks for mentioning New Mexico, and I just want to spend the last three minutes talking very quickly. Former DGA head Michelle Lujan Grisham, we were the lockdown kings, or in her case, the queen. Uh, of this country. Uh, we are highly dependent upon the federal government. In fact, Joe Biden uh, himself is coming in here tomorrow uh, about noontime to go ahead and uh, stump. I'm surprisingly there. We know Hillary's back out on the stumping, uh, even on media. We know Obama went out last week, uh, all sorts of ridiculousness. But, uh, you know, he's approaching a lot of safe places. So give me your thoughts. This would be the last state to flip, uh, Speaker Gingrich, uh, uh, in well, New Mexico. Look, I, here, here's, here's the problem they have. Okay. You bring in Obama, Hillary, Hillary Clinton and Joe Biden, you remind everyone that this is a national election. Uh, you know, oh, oh, they, they don't lower the price of gasoline. They don't lower the price of food. They don't solve the problem of crime. Uh, they just go around and, and, and give speeches. And so I, I don't think it's, you know, you know, if I were a candidate on the Democratic Party side, I wouldn't want Joe Biden to come in. All right. You know, and, and frankly, Hillary Clinton lost in 16 because she's just not likable. Mm hmm. So having Hillary come by to lecture you may not be the best way to, to develop things. I, you know, I, I develop a lot of these ideas in a podcast I do uh, called Newt's World, and, and we do three a week that are free. And we do them to, 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 because I think what the country needs is a collection of positive ideas of solutions that will help us get the country back on track again. And uh, we've got to make this country work again. And I think that's a very, very important way to think about the near future. It's not about just defeating bad people. It's about defeating bad ideas and then replacing them with better ideas. And that's what you've been doing for a long time. You gave proper kudos to uh, Speaker McCarthy now as well. Uh, very quickly, we've got Mark Ronchetti. We've got a high level of quality candidates. He's a former news person, just like Kerry Lake is. He won his debates uh, outright, but he is up against a Democratic blue wall here in our state. You know, uh, if we could go ahead and turn the state of New Mexico, what's it going to take in your eyes being the last state going from blue to red here in this uh, all-important midterms? Your thoughts? It's real simple. 
go to the grocery store and ask people if they like what they're paying, and then go to the gas station and ask people if they like what they're paying. It's a big state. People have to drive long distances, and it gets more and more expensive the longer the left is in charge. One more time, your podcast, so we can go ahead and get it out to all the people it's, here. It, New well, it's, it's called Newt's World. Newt's World, there it is. Speaker Gingrich, thank you so much, Newt, for taking the time with us here in New Mexico. Okay. Ready to do it. We'll take a quick break. Back in three minutes with a check on weather and traffic with Rudy Grande.